Momentum, helping men succeed in life. Well, welcome to this week's episode of Momentum. It is Tim and Des with you once again, albeit at opposite ends of the country, but through the magic of technology, here we are. Des, it's really great to be back with you, man. Isn't that fantastic, the use of technology? I've been technology all my life, but I really love this, this sort of technology that we're using today. It's really cool. So, uh, yes, it's great to be with you guys. Mervyn, lovely to meet you. I know Tim will do a much more formal introduction in a minute, but I just want to say thanks for giving us your time. Um, we look forward to what you got to say. Great. I'm so happy to be here to talk to both of you. Yeah. Well, officially, welcome to Momentum. And if you're tuning in for the first time, really nice to have you uh, tagging along. If you want to check out the website for more details, MomentumAustralia.org. A bit of information there about who Des and I are, why this ministry exists and what we hope to achieve. And with your help, uh, we can do that. If uh, you'd like to contribute a few dollars, Momentum is a not-for-profit organization. We'd love to have your support in more ways than one. But our special guest this week is Mervyn Jaseya. Mervyn's been a ministry for over 30 years. He's pioneered and pastored in churches right throughout India, Malaysia, and here in Australia too. He is currently a key part of the core and leadership team of Kingdom City Church, where he continues to minister, preach, and teach, and also lecture at Kingdom City's Leadership Academy. In 2008, he began to focus on recovery, restoration, and inner healing, exploring all sorts of topics like manhood, sexuality, marriage, relationships, healing and childhood brokenness, healing families, spiritual oppression, restoring the broken heart and spirit, and many more. And he has helped me personally uh, bring healing uh, to my life, as well as many churches, many pastors, families, and individuals. Mervyn, it is a great pleasure to have you here in Momentum. And I know also that you have an incredible story, which we're going to hear. So perhaps let's start there, because all of yeah. this, 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 this stuff that we're talking about now really started with a personal journey for you, and uh, should we say a fracture in your relationship with your dad. But tell us about the backstory. Well, Tim and Des, thank you so much for having me here. What a pleasure. What a, what a great joy to talk to you about it. For me, Tim, it started when I was 21. I reached a point. I was actually clinically depressed at that point. Um, and, and I shouldn't have been because I just finished my studies. I got the job that I wanted to get. I was getting the money finally. <laughs> and so I thought, hey, I'm going to do really well at this point. But without realizing why, understanding why, I was hit with such a darkness that hit me. So I literally used to drag myself to work because I didn't want to lose the job. Mm. You know, I would drag myself, pretend, force myself to function in a work environment, and then drag myself back home and just fall my bed, stare at the ceiling um, until the next morning, and then get up and do that again and again. I was just having a massive breakdown. And I reached a point where I just didn't know what to do and came to a place where I just fell on the floor and I said if there's a God out there now people have been telling me about God good friends have been telling me about Jesus salvation I paid no attention to it but uh, I reached such a desperate point and I said um, if there's a God out there would you do something and I was screaming I mean language far worse mm. than this mm. all right god speak in me and he said if you seek me i will come and uh, and he spoke to me these are the words he spoke to me he said you're my son whom i love and i'm well pleased with you 
Now, of course, that is the same words that the Father spoke to Jesus after the water baptism in the River Jordan. Hmm. But I had no, I had no background. I've never even opened a Bible and read a Bible. So I went, "Oh, this is me. God's speaking to me. It's, uh, I'm His son. Um, I, uh, he loves me. He loves me, and uh, He's well pleased with me. And you know something exploded in the room in my heart and just broke it because I was nobody's son." I came from a background where my father had rejected me uh, from birth and just didn't want to have anything to do with me. And uh, at that mm. point, you know, I've sat down and thought about this. At that point, something was created. Mm. I call that belonging. Mm. Belonging was created by the voice of God. And I just stood up and I went, I'm a son. And uh, that began my whole journey, including healing the journey with my father, who was an extremely difficult man. Um, but that took me through that whole journey. Mm. Wow. Okay. Let, let's just pause and, and take a moment to, to just, I suppose, let that sit in. Because you've said a couple of key words there about significance, identity, you know, being son, all of those sorts of things. And, you know, I mean, that is a key part of our identity, which we'll get to in a moment. Do you know, Reverend, it's interesting. What I'm interested in is what happened day two. So that day you you had that experience of God, and that's, that's powerful and it's amazing. But you have to wake up the next morning. What happened when you woke up the next morning? I think for me... Uh, it, it's it's a bit of a blur, but if I tell you the season after that, not literally day two, I woke up and I thought, oh, the heaviness is not here. Hmm. The blackness, the yeah. it's gone, which, which, which was amazing hmm. because that was what I had to drag myself through. And uh, and I thought, I need to get to know this Jesus. I need... I need to get a Bible, you know. Um, I don't think we had mm. a Bible in the house. I don't think so. I need to get a Bible. I need to um, get to know Jesus. I need to go to church. These Christians are not so bad, I think, after all. <laughs> I need to, to go. Um, and in the days that came, I did go. I did go to a Christian bookshop. You know, I was actually quite embarrassed to enter a Christian bookshop. It was mm. just something you don't do. It's for those kind mm. of people, you know. <laughs> uh, you know to go into a Christian bookshop and look around and say, I want a Bible was, you know, they look at you and go, yeah, tons of Bibles here. I had no idea, you know, um, which Bible, what Bible, translation. Anyway, I bought a Bible, a small one that looked quite, uh, it looked good enough for me to hide it under my jacket, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of thing. Because I'm working through this shift in mindset of entering a whole mm. new world that I was not aware of. So then I went back to the Christian bookshop and started to buy study guides, uh, commentaries, Bible dictionaries. Now, what I didn't know at that point, that one day I will be a teacher of the Word. But at that point, I was uh -huh. a student. I was hungry. I was asking mm. so many questions. And one of the biggest questions, Tim, was why did this stuff happen to me as a child? Mm. If you are God and you are caring and you love me and I'm your son, the one thing I couldn't work through is then if I was a son and you love me, I was a kid, why didn't you come and help me? Why right. are you not there for me? Right. And I was yeah. trying to find that answer. And the more I searched for it, and I started reading the Gospel of Matthew, I started with the, with the Gospel, the more I searched for it, I go, you were there. 
but I still don't understand why you allowed it. You were hmm. there, and I became more and more aware of the presence of God. I was. I think it's amazing that uh, the Bible was all you had, and that the Bible was all you needed, and and the Holy Spirit was there, and the whole of the Godhead was there. But you know, you got fed from the Word of God. And, you know, there's so many people today who don't read the Bible as much as they should, and they certainly don't study it. And and then they wonder why they have a problem with their faith. And, and I think those things are definitely connected. Hmm. Hugely, hugely, yes. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt that the Word of God forms a foundation in your life. Mm. I, I, I'm curious, though, because on one hand, you've got this incredible encounter and then this new lease of life, this new faith that you have. But the reality is the backstory with your father is still there and, and that still needs some healing and some processing. And I love the fact that you are asking the Lord the question then, Lord, why did this happen? If if you're a loving Heavenly Father, why then did I have to journey through 21 years of this with my dad to reach this point? And so let's explore that a little bit because yes. there might be people listening right now who yeah. can fully understand that. And you know my story and if you've listened to some of the Momentum Backstory, the podcast, you know, my, mm-hmm. my story was one of rejection too with my mom. And I too have had that conversation with the Lord going, then why was I put in this family for this to happen to me? What was your sense then as you explored this with the Lord? Well, I reached a place where I thought, God, I love you. I love your word. I'm so grateful you've come and, um, you know, touched my heart and saved me and healed me and restored me. But one thing, let's have an agreement, God. There's one thing I won't do. I will not forgive my father. That, that mm. was my condition. You know? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that was just me, you know, me trying to work out with yeah, God. Yeah. I will not forgive my father. And then it came to a point, but by this time I've decided um, not only studying the Bible, I've decided um, I actually want to go to some Bible college or institute or do 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 a whole degree on biblical stuff. I'm loving the Word of God; it's mm. so wonderful, and and it's all about me. I'm not I'm not thinking of anything else. You know, I don't have <laughs> a calling, a ministry, or be a pastor. Nothing. I just I just want to you know get more and more deeper into the Word of God. Mm. But there was always this thing that was coming up. What about me and my dad? What about me and my father? And 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 we were not in speaking terms. In fact, we we couldn't be in the same room without uh, yelling and screaming at each other. We just, um, to put it this way, I hated him. Mm. I absolutely hated him. And I would feel God so many times reading New Testament on forgiveness um, and that journey. And then you come to the story of the prodigal son. There, you right. got me there. Right. All right. And I go. This is a very different father, you know. This is very, and I caught up the key words of the prodigal son. Actually, there's one line that says, "The father saw him when he was of a long way off. Yeah. The father ran to him. Mm. The father kissed him. Literally, it says the father kissed him over and over and over and over. That's the language there. The father embraced him, you know. And I went." I I want that. There was a cry in my heart. The 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 boy in me, if I can put it here, the boy in me, the unresolved issues of the child in me wanted that. So I would drive over to my dad's place, I would go into the house and he would say, Mm and I'll say, Mm and uh, that's about all we talked. <laughs> and I would just, he'll be watching T V, I'll just sit down with him and watch T V. That's all I did. I did that for months, you know. Until I will walk him and my dad will say, hi, 
he would actually greet me and I'd go, hi, Dad. That that was a breakthrough. Mm. That was a breakthrough because I never wow. called him Dad. Mm. That was a breakthrough. Hi, Dad. And then I'd say, bye, Dad. And he'd say, bye. And then there came a day where I would say, hi, Dad. And he'll say, hi, son. And I went, oh, my goodness. Wow. He called me son. We're going to take a real short break and we want to come back and actually hear how that has actually panned out. And, of course, then how you actually mended the relationship with your dad after everything that has happened. There is so much more on the other side of this quick break. In the meantime, I encourage you to check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. We'd love to get your feedback on the show as well. And you can hear previous episodes there and make a contribution towards keeping Momentum on air. MomentumAustralia.org. We'll be back with Pastor Mervyn Rosso. Hi, this is Momentum. We're back again, and we're talking to Pastor Mervyn. Mervyn, once again, thank you for your time. We listened a bit earlier to you talking about your life and your childhood and your relationship with your father, and it was really interesting, and, and it's very different from my story, but you know, it's a, a, a similar story to Tim, I guess. And so we want to talk now about that whole relationship with your father and how that impacts um, men in their world, men who you know don't have a father, maybe have got a, a fractured relationship with their father, um, and they need to resolve those sort of issues. What would you say to somebody in that situation? It is hard. Let's not let's not deny the reality of it. You know, there was so much you wanted, longed for, needed from your father, and your father couldn't give it to you, or in or, or he may have been brutal, violent, even abusive towards you, um, never paid attention to you. So so slowly uh, it brewed a resentment and a bitterness, um, and uh, you just. You know, broke that relationship with to re to 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 come back to places started can be so very difficult. As I was saying just now, mm. it started with just okay, I'll be in the same room with him, mm. you know, or I'll just say hi and he'll say hi. That's the conversation we had. In the season, what happened? This this, by the way, takes me twelve months to to, right. to restore. Right, wow. so it's a really slow process. But my father was also getting really ill. He was ill, and we soon realized uh, he won't live very long. Mm. And uh, um, and and that made him start asking me questions about, you know, I see you got a Bible. What are you reading the Bible? What is God? What is heaven? What is that? He's asking me these questions, and wow. um, I I find that easier to talk about. If I can talk about the Bible, not talk <laughs> about Earth, mm. that would be easy, you know. <laughs> uh, so I can tell him about heaven and and why he needs to accept Jesus and open his heart. And he argues with me, and he starts telling me his story, which uh, I never knew. At all, never, never knew at all that how bad it was for him when he was a child and his mother had died and he lived with his stepmother and uh, the, the the story and I'm listening and going, man, you're like me, you mm. know, you got nothing from your wow. father and I got nothing from my father. We're we're two men who are fatherless in every sense of the word, empty and uh, and all we mm. have is anger and frustration and bitterness and we're so lost and we're so helpless in some sense although we'll never say that because we're men we never say we're helpless Mm. but we're struggling through that whole world so we started this journey of talking more and more and more and he became more and more open to uh, what does the Bible say about this? What the Bible say about that? So I knew he okay. was searching, mm. um, and 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 mm. I go, you know, this is what the Bible says, and obviously shared with him 
about Jesus, but the thing he was really interested in is heaven. How do I get to heaven? Because he knew he was dying, is he? Um, yeah. And, and he knew his days were numbered. And I also began to see a great fear in him coming out. Where will I go when I die? That that mm. became very obvious to me. And I reached a point where I, I was able to say, Dad, if you were to accept Jesus Christ, I can tell you where you will go after you die. You know? <laughs> yes. uh, I, don't, I don't know otherwise. I don't know my Bible that well, but I can definitely tell you that you will be saved and you will go to heaven and you will be with Jesus and God the Father. Here I am holding his hand, tears running down my eyes. He's got tears running down his eyes. Uh, and I'm telling him about Jesus and Dad, you're going to go to heaven. Wow. Uh, and, and he's sitting there. My mother is watching from the door thinking, I can't believe this, you know. Uh, she, she, yeah. she can't believe I've changed. She can't believe he's changed. Um, you know, and I think that brought her to Christ. Uh, you know, oh, wow. She made a decision. She came to church with me one day and made a decision to accept <laughs> Christ, you know, just like that one day. Well, okay, this has got me. I'm here. Yeah. You know, she brought her to Christ. So he's come to Christ. And um, I literally sat there to the moment he took his last breath and died. And this yeah. is the son who hated him. It's an incredible story. How then, when your father passed, how is your sense in your heart towards him? Knowing that he was in heaven is one thing, yes, but how, was there a, a healing and a peace? And did you finally find that forgiveness in your heart towards him? Yeah, I think through this journey, um, every every visit I made was a part of me working on a forgiveness journey. If that was everything was me going okay mm. i need to forgive i mm. don't want to forgive mm. i need to forgive my reason is because god you love me so much and i know mm. your love is flowing out of me and as i knew more of his story i wanted him to have the love of god the father that was and i realized oh i i need to let it go i need to release it to him through my words and conversation and as i began to work on that I, I began to feel that hardness and the bitterness and the hatred of him becoming less and less and less. I, I feel God saying, I'm here now, walk with me. I'm going to use your life. I'm going to heal your dad, walk <clears throat> with me. <clears throat> and that became enough. The presence and the love of God working deeply in my heart became enough, although I could not understand some of the things that happened <clears throat> to me. It's interesting hearing this conversation because, again, again, my situation was different. But I'd be very interesting and interested to hear what you would say to somebody who has had that fractured relationship with their father, maybe not even met their father, you know, and wondered who that person was. So many times praying and ministering with men, I go, simply, why don't you just simply close your eyes and let God go back to one of these points where you were deeply hurt with your father and let Jesus walk into that scene. So many times wow. men will look and I go, can you see Jesus? They go, yeah, he's here. I go, he's healing it. And I say to them, okay, can you see your dad? And they go, yeah. I said, what would you like to say to your dad? And then they go ahead and tell what they want mm. to say, that they were hurt, they were angry. And uh, I say, do you want to say, dad, I release you, I forgive you, and they say it. And then nearly always they feel Jesus comes and begins to embrace them and release a healing deep into their life. So important. And there's, I think the key phrase maybe that we can wrap the show up with this week is that 
you mentioned that you know we, we can't take people on the journey until they're ready and I think there's there's such a crucial thing in there to go we, we want to support men but we need to meet them where they're at and encourage them on that journey of healing and forgiveness and that, that is a period of time for everybody that's going to be slightly different in the next show with Momentum Pastor Mervin is going to join us once again Mervin thank you for your time today thank we you will join you me. real soon in the meantime encourage you to check out the website again MomentumAustralia.org you can find out a bit more about this ministry what we do why we exist and you can hear some of the previous shows of Momentum too and if you'd like to make a donation to Keeping Momentum on air we'd love your support Momentum Australia Org. Uh, Mervyn, Des, myself, yep. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the show. We'll catch you again real soon. For more information, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org.